2: And uh, and the old sous chef, Frank Proctor along for the ride here. Uh, welcome to another... Uh, well, that's a great-looking Saturday morning, isn't it? It
3: is when I look outside. I can't really see you, though, Frank. Oh, Are you here?
2: We've got a couple I, of... I hear you your voice. It. You wouldn't believe this. <laughs> Hysterics going on here. It's a dark of, in here. Well, there are two lights that are out in the in the studio here. One light. On, I need heard a flashlight. bitching and whining. I'm telling you, I can't see. Oh, what's going on? Uh, I, I yeah. can't
3: see. I can't see. Oh, you I can't can do radio song. when I can't <laughs> see.
2: <laughs> Darn good thing we don't have to do sign language. huh? really. I'm telling you. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. have we, we gotta get. Okay, folks, we gotta work to get Charlie in a real good mood. Okay. So I'm going to give you the phone numbers, and I want you to call in number one and just. Uh, when you call, the first thing you say to Charlie is, Hey, Charlie, buck up. Yeah, Suck right. it up, princess. Suck okay,
3: it up, princess. <laughs> Thanks four, for
2: 416 <laughs> four, 360 0740. <laughs> That's for Toronto area callers. <laughs> then anywhere else in the province, it's toll free, okay? We pay the shot. 1 six, six, 740 4740. Now, as is our wont, usually, uh, Charlie comes in with a whole raft of information. Uh, uh, information, announcements, their announcements, events. Yes. Too bad yes. I can't
3: see to read them to you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, let me see. I I've got <laughs> I, I got a little candle glowing here. Uh, let's see. Okay. The Agent Court Garden Club will be hosting their monthly meeting and show this Monday, June the 11th at 8 p.m. The subject is poisonous plants. The speaker is Heather Hudson. The place is the Knox United Christian Education Center at 2575 Midland Avenue in Agincourt. Court. Free parking refreshments. Everyone's welcome. Tuesday the 12th, oh, yep, that's right, Tuesday the 12th at 7.30, the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society, so lots going on in the East End, Uh, hosts a general meeting and free lecture by Sherry Lynn Safer on roses in your garden. Interesting, because Sherry Lynn Safer is our special guest in a little while. She's going to be talking to us about roses as well. Uh, She is with the World Federation of Rose Societies and Vice President for North America. That is Bermuda, Canada and the USA. The event on Tuesday will be taking place at the Scarborough Village Community Center, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. Uh, The Burlington Hort Society General Meeting again is as well. Oh, sorry, is on Wednesday, June 13th at 730 p.m. Roger Shantz from the University of Guelph will be speaking on new plant introductions. He's a pretty clever guy. He helps me out at Canada Blooms every year, grows Mm -hmm. some of the new... actually grows all the new introductions for the show, but he also grows some stuff for me to use in the gardens at uh, Canada Blooms. Uh, so Roger is great. He runs the Trial Gardens at the University of Guelph. He knows. He's a real nerdy, eh? a real detailed real guy.
2: nerdy. <laughs> well, he'll be delighted to hear that.
3: Oh, yeah. I know he knows it. <laughs> but he's full of information. You know what I mean? He's just those nerdy people can really And you and are just full of it. A <laughs> oh, lot. Oh, yeah. I just make it up. <laughs> there will also be a flower show And the flower show at the Burlington Hort Society meeting on Wednesday is a tribute to the Queen's Diamond Jubilee, which is kind of fun. Uh, Everyone, of course, is welcome at the Senior Centre, 2285 Drury Street at Drury Lane in Burlington. Uh, Same day, Riverdale Hort Society hosting their flower show and annual Strawberry Social, 7 to 9 at the Franklin Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue. Um, The Lakefield and District Hort Society, wonderful rose and flower show on Tuesday, June 19th at 8 p.m., Saturday, June 23rd. So that'll be two weeks from now. This is a, a, a nice outing. If you've got somebody in your family or friend who you'd like to take out for a little special something and you want to go down in the Niagara area... Uh, or you're already in that area, Saturday, June 23rd, you'll have to register in advance, but it's from 11 to 1 p.m. It's the Niagara Parks Botanical Garden hosting a one-hour seminar called Discovering Herbal Teas. Charles Hunter, the curator of vegetable rose and herb gardens and instructor at the National Parks Botanical Gardens and School of Horticulture, will be teaching you how to cultivate and harvest and utilize herbs for Tea. Hey, that sounds great. And it is. Yeah. And this whole it's a package deal. You mm-hmm. get lunch because it's the whole event, the seminar is happening at the Niagara Parks Whirlpool Whirlpool Restaurant. So, 11 to 1, a 1-hour seminar, soup and sandwiches, uh nice, you know, obviously great outing. Yeah, yeah. Nice place to go. $25 per person. Must register in advance. You can phone 905-356-8554 or go to their website, com, and then slash Garden Trail Botanical Gardens.
2: See, I'm going to have, have to get that note to uh, one of my uh, uh, daughters-in-law. Uh, she is a great tea drinker, mm. and she like she loves going to the King Eddie where they have the special <laughs> oh, teas. Yeah. You know, she'll. <laughs> it's not cheap, you know. No, at the but, King Eddie, this is less yeah, expensive. That's for sure. Exactly, but uh, boy, it sounds like fun.
3: Well, it's fun because you'll learn, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you'll learn more about something you might already love, yeah. but you might want to actually do some growing of some of the special things to make your favorite. Teas and blends, uh, and certainly some of the things we put into our teas can really encourage. Whether you you know you're looking to be more tranquil or more mm-hmm. energetic, or you know you've got a sore stomach, whatever, yeah. tea can really help with a lot of uh, everyday. Well, there you go, Sherry. I'll, I'll be
2: bringing home that information for you. Right. good stuff. Uh, is that about it, or what?
3: Uh, huh? That's uh, I mean, there's, always Perugia, right? <laughs> there's always more. There's always more. It is that time of year, and yeah. don't forget the garden tours. This is the weekend. this weekend, today, tomorrow, Toronto Botanical Gardens through the Garden Gate Tour so if those tickets are not sold out, you could go today or tomorrow 11 until 4 21 resplendent gardens in Rosedale.
2: Excelente! Okay, Uh, and I see that our uh, producer David Gaskin has been doing his job as usual in an excellent fashion we have uh, callers all lined up ready to talk to you, Charlie, and we'll do that right after these words
1: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Well, let's see, at 9.13, we welcome Rochelle to the line, calling in from Cremor. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning,
4: good morning. (laughs)
5: Um,
4: Actually, I'm calling about a tree, my lilac tree in uh, Toronto, mm-hmm. and it's a very old tree, and I have not been good about pruning off the spent blossoms. So now it's a lovely white lilac, and it blooms way, way up high where mm. I can't even get the fragrance of them. And I'm wondering if there's any way to... Um, to prune bring, it
3: to, to bring it down. bring it down, yeah. You know, the trick with lilacs is you cannot treat a lilac the way you treat, say, a spirea. You can't just give a haircut to a lilac, meaning, you know, cut off, you know, get out your chainsaw and kind of drop it down five feet and go straight across. It, uh-huh. That completely messes up the form of the plant. The uh-huh. natural form of a lilac is, is vase-shaped or V-shaped, so narrow at the base and wide at the top. Uh, And your point is a good one, that if we don't control lilacs, they just keep getting taller and taller. Before you know it, we can't smell or trim or get near the blossoms. If you want to do some pruning to that, how tall would you say it is now, the lilac? Oh, it's
4: uh, maybe 20 feet. It's very
3: old. Sounds it. What I would suggest, because the proper way to prune a lilac, whether it's 20 years old or 3 years old, is we take out the older stems first, Right from ground level, in the case of a very old shrub like yours, of course it's probably all very old stems coming from the base. But yeah. I would suggest that that is not. It's something that it's very hard to to really identify over the phone, what's your or over the radio. What's the best way to do this? Except to say, I would be looking at bringing an expert onto your property to identify the best way to to move forward. You can properly prune slowly over a period of years. This isn't going to be an instant fix because it's too big of a plant and too much is required, and you can't do it all in one year. Uh, but it is something that can be done, and your your timing is good because this is right around the time when it is appropriate to start looking at bringing that, that entire plant lower, closer to the ground, mm-hmm. uh, and it will happen by taking out some of the older wood first.
4: Okay, there are suckers, and I... And I'm
6: hoping
3: that
4: the suckers will eventually mm-hmm. uh, become a, a blooming uh, sure. entity.
3: They will. They will, as long as they get enough light and enough air. And that's the problem with the big high canopy above. The suckers uh-huh. often just shrivel up and and don't ever thrive because they're not getting any sun because there's all these monster branches and stems above. So that's the trick: is to is to actually not ever removing more than one third of the plant at any one time. Is to actually remove and and actually cut back prune out a third of that plant in such a way as to allow and encourage those suckers to grow up.
4: Right. Well I do have I did have an expert come in a couple of years, so we're thinking that I or you're suggesting advising that I should have him come every year as so that he can do a complete
3: Every exactly every year for at least three years, right? Uh-huh. Because you can only do a third at a time. So it's going to take a couple of years to bring the plant down, but it can be done. You know, it can be done. Sounds as long,
2: like one that's really worth saving. Yeah, too, as long
3: it? as it's a healthy oh, yes. plant. Of course, yeah. they're not very, very hugely vigorous when they're twenty years old. But if it's a good healthy plant, it shouldn't be a problem at all.
4: It grows right beside the composter.
3: Oh, <laughs> it loves it there. I bet
4: <laughs> everything does. I have that's, to tell you, I was the one that was whinging and complaining about uh, the new fence. And the clematis that had
6: disappeared—it's
4: uh-huh. growing Excellent. and blooming and are budding, ready to bloom.
6: Excellent. And
4: I—and I have to say that I have new respect for the toughness and the, <laughs> and the resistance, you know, yeah.
6: the,
4: of these clematis because it was right down to the
3: ground; of was yeah. down to the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, when there's life in them, they'll—they'll they'll do whatever they can to burst forth, right? Thank you, Charlie. Thanks so much for your Thanks, call, Rochelle.
2: Rochelle. Yeah, interesting uh, little problem hopefully solved there. Nine seventeen our time here on a Saturday morning with Frank Proctor, your sous chef, and, of course, Charlie Dobbin answering the questions here. Let's see what's being offered up from Aris, Ontario. And Laura is there. Oh, well, hello, Laura. How are you?
7: I'm fine. How are you, Frank? Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. What did Charlie, he say? Buck up? Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Suck it up, princess. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's why we call him the sous chef. And he'll be
7: staying the sous, sous chef for a long time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what have we got going at your place? <laughs>
7: oh, well, I've got a hibiscus here. Mm-hmm. It's a tropical type, mm-hmm. indoors, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, except for the summer. I put it out. I've had it. It'll be six years this July since I got it. And it has bloomed in the past. And this year it got spider mites on it, and I sprayed it a couple of times, and I think I licked that problem. But the leaves, look, they're not flourishing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're there, but they're sickly looking.
3: So are they just pale in color or small in size? or? Uh,
7: yeah, they're smaller in size, and they're not as robust as they normally wear. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, should I transplant it?
3: When was the last time you did transplant I it? I didn't. Oh, well, there you go. You're right, because you know what happens with hibiscus. The the roots, well, they're very vigorous plants at, at, at any time, so the roots tend to just fill up the pot. So you have virtually no soil left. If you pull that plant out of the pot, you'll probably find it's 90% or more root in that pot and very little soil. Mm-hmm. So if you are thinking about transplanting, remember, you can pot it up to a bigger pot uh, with some fresh soil around it, or... But if you do do that, like if you go to the bigger pot, remember it's going to become a bigger plant. So Mm -hmm. be sure that you can handle that in and out and through doorways and everything if it's going to get bigger. Um, What I tend to do once I get up to about a 10- or 12-inch pot with a hibiscus, I don't want to be in a bigger pot. I'll take it out of that existing pot, get out a a saw or a super sharp butcher knife, and literally saw away some of the roots before I go back into the same pot after I've washed it, and now there's room for some fresh potting soil.
7: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh,
3: That would be a good idea. Have you fertilized at all this spring?
7: Yes, I've been using... um uh, fifteen twenty fifteen. 20, mm-hmm. oh, 15, 30, 15. Yep. And, yep. Yeah, Miracle Girl. mm mm-hmm.
3: Which should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the And, of course, you've got it in lots of sun, is it? And I assume it's outside now.
7: Uh, well, I had it outside. Uh, yes, it is outside. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been in and out c- according to the, the weather.
3: weather. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're, we should be at the point where we're frost-free now. The yep. thing is to get it outside in the shade to start for the mm-hmm. first, you know, week or so, and then slowly but surely move it out into the sun. And that will make a difference as well. Um, but, sure, while you've got it outside, this is the time of year to reap If it's been six years, I would suggest you start with that for sure. Yep. Okay. Okay.
7: Fine, so thank you very good much, idea. Charlie thank you, Thanks Laura. for your call You're welcome
2: okay, Always bye. a pleasure to uh, welcome Laura to the line She calls in quite often, actually, for the diner on Saturdays between oh, 12 she? and 1 Yes. Your
3: old buddies with my her, by the sounds buddies.
2: of it Yeah, 9.20, right on the old schnozola uh, Which means it's time for Frank to get exercising here As the visual cue for the lady herself The uh, visual <laughs> cue I <laughs> wish I could see you well, They're all, keeping
3: me in go. the dark here, you know huh. I'm like a mushroom Two
2: bulbs have never seen such reaction <laughs> in my life
3: <laughs> how how oh. can I do a radio show in the dark?
2: Well, <laughs> get free, Daniels. I'm telling I'm you, it,
3: I'm, bringing, I'm bringing light bulbs with me next week. I'm
2: going to bring a flashlight. That'd be Great good. big sucker, you big, know. Yeah,
3: love it. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. The reason Frank has now started to do push-ups, I think, I can hear him panting made, in the corner. Just, I just can't see him, um, <laughs> is because Frank and I both take a product called Sierra Sill. Which is a completely natural mineral supplement for boomers who want freedom to maintain their favorite activities. Like... Push ups in the dark, uh, with reduced aches and stiffness. <laughs> Be quiet! You're panting. It's like a dog. All right. So Frank, Frank is working away there because he's feeling pretty good. You can hear it. Hear how chippery sound? I'm, I'm having. Telling. He's telling me to suck it up. I mean, I, you know, stop panting. Um, Sierra Sil is uh, something that works for most people. 14 days, you should feel better. If you don't. The people in Vancouver who manufacture and uh, and distribute Sierra Sil will f- fulfill, give all your money back, including shipping. You can get it straight from them uh, at their phone number, one joint 14 Check them out on the web, sierrasil.ca, or even pick up Sierra Sil at your favourite health food store, like Good Health Mart in Woodbridge, or the Postmaster IDA Pharmacy on Postmaster Drive in Oakville.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And this is the sous chef, Frank Proctor, <laughs> yes. giggling at myself because I just, I, I really embarrass myself. A, no, no myself.
1: you
3: didn't. You're, you well, just like to pretend you know what you're talking about.
2: Well, It'll come. The only thing oh, I feel they are. really well-versed in talking about <laughs> is nematodes. Really? And I see Elaine is online from Toronto, mm. and a uh, little note says that uh, nematodes are Eating garlic, and I said, Charlie, what the devil is she doing with nematodes this time? Usually, that's, that's summer, isn't it? And she said, no, no, no. There are
3: <laughs> naturally occurring, <laughs> yes. But you know, what? let's talk to Elaine. I okay. have a feeling it's not nematodes.
2: Okay. Oh well, maybe I'm off the hook then. Hello, <laughs> Elaine.
6: Good morning. Good morning, desperate Charlie. Uh, yes, nematodes are ruining our garlic.
3: Okay. So how do you how do you know? Have you dug up the garlic to look?
6: You can. you yes, actually dig it up, and they've got this tiny, tiny, tiny little. Uh, that's worms. And uh, we put it in, in the fall, mm-hmm. and it comes up beautifully in the spring. The, the stalks are nice and healthy, and now they're starting to turn yellow. And as soon as you pull it, you see all these tiny, tiny little well, they're nematodes. I've, I've, I've looked it up, and that's what they are.
3: Okay, so you'll know it's a nematode. Like, you're actually seeing the, the movement of the animal? Yes. Okay, and is it like, looks like a piece of wire or a thick piece of hair? It's, a uh, yes. Okay, So that would be a nematode if it is, they can be quite long, they can be as much as an inch and a half long, but very, very thin.
6: Very, very thin, yes.
3: Okay, because I was just thinking you might have something called onion maggots in your garlic, which is um, very common, uh, something that does exactly that, burrows into onions and garlic, and actually can be a huge problem. Once they're in the soil, they're in the soil. Um, All right, uh, you, have you got garlic just in one area in the garden or have you got it scattered about?
6: Uh, we've got uh, two patches, and then, and it's the same thing in both patches. Hmm. So how do we get rid of these things?
3: Uh, you know what? You're going to have to leave that with me. We, I'm going to have to look into that. Okay. Back in the day when you know we weren't as worried about the kind of chemicals we used in our gardens... There were soil drenches that were available to annihilate insects in the soil that were doing that kind of damage to underground roots, et cetera. Nowadays, that's, those chemicals don't exist. So uh, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to it. So
6: Okay, well, we, we're, we're, we're desperate because we used yeah. to have beautiful garlic. Yeah. And uh, the last uh, two or three years, it's just... Uh, very frustrating. Wow, All right, so this yeah. isn't
3: the first time this has happened then?
6: No, no, it's happened for the past uh, couple of years. Couple
3: of years, okay.
6: And we're moving the, um, the location of the garlic, so...
3: But, uh, with Even within that two or three year period, you've moved it every year?
6: Yes, yes, oh. every year we move it.
3: Wow. So you were ready for this and watching for it, obviously.
6: Uh, obviously, yes, because uh, it, it's very disappointing to see the healthy stalk. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, and then, it, it, it you know, it, we don't get the yield.
3: That's right, exactly. You go to all The, the,
6: uh, the uh, garlic from China is the pit.
3: I know. Well, it's been irradiated. It won't grow.
6: No, no, it may taste terrible anyway.
3: Oh, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> A lot of times, because it's traveled overseas, uh-huh. to keep it from growing on board ship, it's hit with some radiation to right. kill the right. bud. Right. So, So, yeah. uh,
6: How do I get your answer then? Uh,
3: You know what? I'm going to see if I can look this up and answer before the end of the show. So, continue to listen. Okay. If I can't give you an answer within the next half hour, then I will make it top of the show next week.
6: Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks,
3: Elaine.
2: Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, interesting question that, eh? Mm. Wow. And I love garlic, too. Oh, boy. You a fan of garlic? I love garlic. (gasps) Life wouldn't oh, mm, be right without garlic. Yeah. Garlic with spaghetti and butter. And, <laughs> Here oh, you go again. So- I love that. I <laughs> Don't do. forget the salt and pepper. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. salt and pepper just laces it. All
3: right. So before we go to another caller, yes. we're just going to have a quick chat. Sherry Lynn is oh, going to yeah. join us. Safer. What's okay? So here's the story on Sherry Lynn. First, she traveled the world as a model. Okay. Okay. She's beautiful.
2: So, obviously, a very good-looking lady.
3: Thought, now right? she's traveling the world as a rosarian. Representing Canada to the World Rose Society, Vice President... North America of Canada, U.S. and Bermuda, she is uh, in charge. Like it all started, of course, she's worked her way up through the ranks. She's Toronto based, so she started with the Toronto Rose Society, moved up to the Canadian Rose Society, and is now, like I say, vice president of the World Rose Society. Wow! So she knows a lot about yeah. roses, and it's a really good time for us to be talking to her because she's going to tell us a little bit about her favorites and also what she, what she recommends when it comes to the care and pruning, fertilizing, that sort of thing of roses. And I've got a question for her from one of our callers from a few weeks back. Okay. So, good morning, Sherry Lynn. Are you there?
5: Hey Charlie.
2: Hey, this is Frank. Hello, Sherry Lynn.
5: Hi, Frank.
2: How are you? <laughs> my good.
5: Life? Thank you.
2: Good. You, you are sort of the rose between two thorns here in the show. You
3: know that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Thank you. <laughs> that was well put. Actually, that's good. <laughs> So I just gave a little intro about how you worked your way up through all these rose societies. And uh, so you, how long have you been, been a real rose lover, rose aficionado?
5: Well, really, I'd say about eight years. It mm-hmm. sort of happened very quickly. I've always loved flowers. And like most people, you know, uh, roses, you know, attracted mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. Um, and was doing a little rose growing up at my cottage uh, but being very ensconced in all these societies, yeah. About eight years. Mm, wow. So,
3: okay. With the, the experience you've had, with the eight years, and even the idea of growing roses up at the cottage, give us an idea. What What are some of your favorite roses? For say, say, what's your favorite climber or top two or three climbing roses? For. Yeah. For the Ontario gardener,
5: yes, exactly, and I will also mention my garden, my, my cottage garden is up in a zone two B, mm. so I'll be mentioning you know hardy yeah. things, but Super definitely hard. New Dawn,
3: yeah, pops Love right it.
5: into my head. Yep. Um, and the great thing about New Dawn, I mean, you get you know twelve feet of growth, and a season soft pink, mm-hmm. and can grow in the shade, mm-hmm.
3: um, not full shade though.
5: No, not full shade.
3: Like, like as long as it's getting at least what four hours of sun. Yes. Okay.
5: If you, if uh, the listeners want to um, grow, you know, shade tolerant, mm-hmm. um, anything in the hybrid musk category, oh, yeah. um, Buff Beauty is really great—a soft yellow—and mm-hmm. um, certainly roses will grow. You know, uh-huh. uh, Charlie will grow in shade. I have a couple back in in, in full shade you're just not going to get the blooms that you are in the full sun, yeah. ideally, you know, the six to eight hours.
3: Well, that's what's happening at my house. Like, I have an area where I have three roses, three floribundas, that were just masses and masses of blooms for the last ten years. But a tree is slowly but surely getting bigger and bigger, and they're getting less light every year, and I really notice. I'm not getting the same masses and masses of color that I used to as the, the light is uh, diminishing.
5: So what are you going to do? Are you going to...
3: <laughs> probably have to That's move. the ro- I'm not going to or- cut down the tree now. So I planted the tree. No, I'm going to have to move the roses. If or I mean, they're okay. They're happy. They're healthy. They're just not as, as amazingly bright as they were. So ultimately, I'll probably have to move them if I want to keep the colors like I used to have.
5: Exactly. No problem. And I, I recommend that people, you know, dig your hole. Ideally, if you can in the fall, if you're going to transplant a rose mm-hmm. and... Um, Do it first thing in the spring, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you can put your shovel into the ground, um, you know, prune it back so that it's manageable for you to move it Mm -hmm. and then plant it as you would a new rose and you'll be good to go.
3: Yeah, and take as much root as you can possibly carry.
5: Exactly.
3: And what about the graft when it's a grafted rose? Do we bury that graft below the surface or do we leave that bulbous, you know, sort of... Tumorous, tumor-looking yes, the growth. Union.
5: The exactly. bud union. Yes. What, where where the do the hybridized- we leave that?
3: Above ground or below ground?
5: Thank you for asking that because that's one of the biggest, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, misunderstandings. Is uh, a lot of times the tags we get tags uh, in the nurseries, and the problem is they're grown in the United States on what's called Dr. Huey rootstock, mm-hmm. which is perfect. For mm-hmm. California, yeah. Texas, Alabama. Yeah. Okay, so now the, the you know, everybody is realizing that. They're growing it on the multiflora rootstock. So I want people to always ask your nursery,
3: yeah.
5: you know, is it multiflora? And then it's hardy mm-hmm. and but still, Charlie, yeah, I, I recommend planting that bulbous thing that you see, mm-hmm. that bud union Four inches below the ground. And mm-hmm. the reason why is, you know, with the way our global warming is happening, and we're getting, you know, freaky, you know, one year, you know, five feet of snow and then nothing mm-hmm. in warm, warm winter. And it's not, just like perennials, it's not the, um, the cold mm-hmm. that, that kills off plants. It's the, the freeze thaw, freeze thaw. Yeah, it's cycle. extremes, yeah. So if we bury that bud union, it stays frozen until, you know, spring truly does come. And you have no problem.
3: So what? Now, when back way back a hundred years ago, when I went to university, a lot of our training was from the British method, and of course in England that was where those bud unions were being planted above the soil surface, and exactly. that's what we learned back, like I say, a hundred years ago. <laughs> and the reason, the argument was that you that way you avoided suckers growing from the rootstock, so Rosa multiflora growing. Up in amongst my beautiful whatever, new dawn or whatever I've chosen uh, as my as my rose. So when we barrow that, bury that bud union. Are are there ramifications like suck more suckering?
5: Um, it can be, but you know what, I literally, in all the roses that I've grown, um, have never had a sucker, but should anyone ever get a sucker, don't cut it off mm-hmm. at the soil level or where you see it coming from, mm-hmm. and, and so that people know that, uh, what a sucker is, that you can definitely tell the the, the leaf, the foliage is completely different, mm-hmm. um, and the coloration is different, take your hand where you see that, um, stem coming out, and, uh, push away the soil and get right down to where it attaches to the bud union and yank it off.
3: Yeah, or bend it, break it off. Exactly. Never cut it.
5: Yes. But, no, I mean, you. It, the thing is you, you have to bury it. it. It's interesting because I winter in California, and I do belong to the Desert Rose Society, and, of course, it's the complete... Opposite yeah. cause, you know, they're getting the heat. And of course, in uh, places in the south, yes, you do um, raise it up. And in fact, they actually scrub the bud union with like a, um, you know, quadruple zero. Uh, what do you call it? You know,
3: like not blatant, like a rubbing alcohol kind of thing or no, no. like a
5: scrub, um, you know, what do you call it when you want to scrub something? Uh, oh,
3: like like, um, yeah, bristle.
5: You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're <both> like, Frank, <laughs>
5: help us out. I, geez, I'm just kind of a, a
2: plain old brush. Yeah, you know?
5: yeah, well, like a brush, but yeah. uh, yes, and Steel uh, wool. But of course, we never want to touch it. It needs to blow and up. At, like mm. if people are in cottage country, yep. growing roses, which you certainly can. Yep. Um, and even David Austins,
7: which mm-hmm.
5: is my favorite. Okay, really? <laughs> are David oh, yes. Austins really your favorite? They really are.
3: Old why? garden roses and Austin. You don't love them? You know why I don't love them? The stems are so soft, and the the blooms are so heavy. It's like growing peonies, you know. They fall over. They fall over. Mm -hmm. You have to lie on your back on the ground, (laughs) look up at your rose, and go, "That's really
5: pretty," because it's all facing down. You at least you stop and take time to sell
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you could answer a question for me, Sherilyn. Um, we uh, have moved into an apartment in the last three years, and uh, so we got this balcony. Charlie finally got me to buy a gardenia tree, and I'm, I'm tending it the best I can, and, and I've I'm, I'm got lots of buds on it waiting for them to bloom. But I would love to put some roses on that balcony. Now, how, how would I go about doing that?
5: Well, the most important thing is to get a container large enough to allow the root spread. Okay. And are you, is it windy? Yeah, it
2: can be. Okay.
5: So the other thing is, um, so as long as it's getting a lot of light, Mm -hmm. you need to water more often. All right. Okay. And talking about watering, if it's in a garden situation, once a week, I mean, obviously, we've been getting enough rain lately. If you're getting Mm -hmm. more than an inch of rain uh, a week then you don't need to water, and better one thorough heavy watering than Monday, Wednesday, Friday, a little bit. Right, right. and mm-hmm. that goes for all plants. Deep so, roots. But yes, thank you. And so, but with your any container um, planting, uh, you know, on a balcony or patio, definitely big container, uh, good thorough watering. There, you with a container, as all containers, you may need to water. Like the monday wednesday friday you right. you'll just watch your your plant, and really, you could grow anything whether it will overwinter. I have grown on my driveway, um, you know because again, you go mm. to the garden centers and pick more than you can plant um, in large containers, and what I do is I put leaves over them and sort of do a winter covering now that might be a bit messy for your um,
2: apartment but, yeah. yes.
5: So I would take some burlap.
2: All right. Yeah. Uh,
5: and uh, cover it gently, just around the bottom. You don't have to do the whole rose. Yeah and uh, sort of just cozy it in and if you can nestle it in the corner
3: yeah, out from, of the wind out of the yep, sun there's a spot that's to right. do that yeah.
5: And, um, and then when you see the Forsythia blooming that's your tip you can start uh, we can certainly pull it out sooner but that's when you start to prune
2: and I think maybe I'll, I'll take your advice and, and go for the new dawn, they no, sound really, you no, new dawn. No, no you don't want a new dawn no you don't want a climber on your balcony that will you oh, won't no. be
5: able to get out of your oh, of <laughs>
2: oh, oh see now, now, we now gotta I've box myself you got to
3: give him some names and he'll need Fragrant too. So, what's a what's a couple of good examples? I recommend like a flora bunda, if possible, or even a small shrub rose for Frank. Anything come to the top of your mind, Sherry Lynn? That would what, be fragrant.
5: Yes. Um. Well, you know what, Gertrude Jekyll. Again, I know it's an Austin. <laughs> Austin. Yeah. Okay. Gertr-
2: Gertrude Jekyll.
3: Jekyll. J e k y l l.
2: It
5: looks like Jekyll and Hyde, but she all right. It. Okay. <laughs> um. And the reason I say that, the fragrance, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is just so intoxicating. It, unlike, yes, I agree with you, Charlie, some of the other ones, you know, Pat Austin, they do tend to droop, um, but she stands upright, four-inch blooms, beautiful pink, Mm
7: -hmm. and
5: is great in a container. Mm -hmm. Um, A Floribunda Amber Queen, if -hmm. you love it. Yeah, a really good apricot blend. Um, Betty Boop, you know, if you want something fun, it repeats quickly. Um, it's ivory, yellow, and orange, red. It's like really fun and crazy. Yeah,
3: that's actually that, perfect know, for Frank. Yeah, this okay. is a that, that kind Yeah, of I don't works. Have
5: Frank, but you know Frank. I'm liking that Betty
3: Boop <laughs> well, suggestion. I'm a little odd. I'm a little odd. so it uh, works it, perfect with his I'd love wife. To, as I'd well. love to
2: tell people I'm growing Betty Boops. I just I would. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, uh, okay. So that'll be Frank's homework to find a Betty Boop rose. Okay, now just you said get a container big enough. What would you suggest is big enough? Twelve inch, fourteen, sixteen inch? How big a, a container?
5: If you can, you know, um, get a nurse – yeah, I would do 24 inches across – yeah, it's okay. big. You know? Mm-hmm. And what I do is uh, I approach the nurseries, and, if, you know, if they've been planting trees, mm-hmm. um, or sometimes uh, sometimes they come in the burlap, but often they do come in still a big plastic container. And when they were, you know, planting in the TBG, I asked them. They yeah, gave so lots
3: of pots. Yeah. It's a so good so point. Can... I could bring one for Frank. I've got some in my garage. Oh, great.
5: Okay. okay. That way he okay. can
3: save himself. Now, okay, one more question, though. Better, yeah. This is good. I'm liking this. this. You know, roses on the balcony, because we have a lot of listeners who Absolutely. are balcony, terrace patio mm-hmm. gardeners Pondo, yes um would you use just potting soil in a 24 inch pot with a rose or would you go sort of half and half i i would
5: do half and half
3: yeah so yeah. good quality potting mix mixed half and half with say triple mix or uh, garden soil or some kind of a good uh earth
5: yes i do, i do uh, i recommend for my planting <clears throat> excuse me One-third black earth, a good black earth, and one-third compost. Mm -hmm. And it could be, hopefully, homegrown Mm -hmm. um, or get it in the nursery. And the other third is a manure. And I prefer sheep manure over cow because I always say the cows are always getting sick. You know, the hoof and mouth and the bad cow disease. I just prefer sheep.
2: Oh, very good. There you go. Boy, all right.
5: That's my little mixture. And, And I'm organic, and I really recommend people to stay away from any, you know.
2: Synthetics.
5: Synthetics.
2: Well, thank you. Great yeah. tip. Gee, thank so, you very much. Wow.
5: Can I mention that I'm actually speaking? Yes, speak
3: I did at... already. What's
5: that? Go ahead. You can uh,
3: mention it because I already mentioned it too.
5: Oh, did you? That I'm speaking at the um, Scarborough Court um, Society. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this Tuesday. This tu- oh, you mentioned it.
3: 7.30 okay. p.m. <laughs>
5: yeah, thank you. And then if people are up in Barrie on Austin Roses, surprise surprise, yeah. uh, on the 19th. I didn't want to be one of those list, you know, callers, you know that have the radio on in the background. Oh
3: yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Right. So, no, that's brilliant. Well, thank you. You know what? We just, our 10 minutes. Just went really fast, Sherry Lynn. This has been wonderful. We're going to have to get you back again because we never got, you know what? Can we let's make a date to get uh, together again towards the end of the summer in the fall. Very good. Talk a little bit then about winter care, prune if you recommend any pruning in the win- in the fall as we go into winter and and you know sort of update everybody on what's going on with the roses at that point
5: I would love to do that Charlie and in the meantime People can check out the CanadianRoseSociety.org if you didn't mention it.
3: No, I didn't. So oh, can, no. Is that all one word? CanadianRoseSociety.org. And there's um, tip sheets <laughs> and information on how and what and where to do with roses.
5: Yes. Can I give one. my website out or no? Oh, sure, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if people want
5: questions and answers, um, Baby Blue Rose. They're working on a blue rose. Baby Blue Rose with the number 7 um, at gmail.com.
3: So babybluerose7 at com, and you'll reach Sherry Lynn Sa- Safer, who is the vice president of the World Rose Society and go. knows yeah. a lot about
2: roses. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for your help.
5: Thanks to the both of you, and I'm off okay. to through the garden gate.
2: All right. Enjoy. All right. Thanks <laughs> a lot. Thank you,
5: Charlie. Bye, Frank. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye now.
2: Uh, nine, <laughs> 9.43. What a delightful guest. Yeah, huh? she's great, eh? And uh, giving me a lot of stuff to think about. Yeah, huh?
3: baby boop.
2: And, or Betty baby, Boop. Betty Boops. Betty Boops. <laughs> Betty Boops. I'm going to grow up. Um, meantime, I'm back to my exercising, and you know why. Oh, because Lord. I'm just time...
3: tired looking at you. Well, oh, it's I, good oh. thing it's dark <laughs> in thank here. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, I feel the same way about you, but I don't. Don't say it out loud. Uh, we'll get back to other callers in a moment. It's, but you know what? Frankie's
3: wearing all white today, except his shorts. He's complete. He looks like he's ready to go play tennis. <laughs> he's just yeah, right. Mr. Athlete here. Mr. You know, Athlete, kickboxing. Kickboxing. Yes.
2: Trip as I go over the net.
3: He's doing his <laughs> sit-ups and chin-ups here in the studio in the dark. It's great. I mean, he is one active guy. <laughs> and the way he continues to be so active and laugh throughout is he takes his Sierra Sil on a daily basis, which helps leave you. Stiffness and achiness in the joints, so that's something that both Frank and I I take in order to avoid pain as we age. Hate to use that word, but it does it does seem to make a difference. So, bottom line: if you're stiff and achy, consider Sierra Sil. For more information, check their website, SierraSil.ca. Give them a call at 1-877-JOINT-14 or you can pick up Sierra Sill at Essence of Life on and on Kensington Avenue in Toronto and Natural, Shlo- Natural Solutions at the Sherway Gardens in Etobicoke.
8: Daffodils and daisy. Bluebells and begonias, for Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stocks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams.
1: You picked the right place for everything floral. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: Well, we have a number of folks waiting online to uh, talk to you, Charlie, and I hope they enjoyed that interview with uh, Sherilyn Schaefer, but I know Clifford in Welland uh, has Safer. been hanging in there. Safer. 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 Yes. yes. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, hello, Clifford, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, how's it going? Very good, thanks. Morning. Morning. Uh, this might sound a bit more like an architectural
9: question and a gardening question, but I've renovated my house and I put in three bay windows, which I want to fill with plants later. Mm-hmm. And given the Victorian period, I was going to put stained glass in.
6: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, what colors should be emphasized that wouldn't harm plants? Uh, because I know glass reflects wavelengths, different colors.
3: Right. That's a really good question, actually. Wow, yeah. Well, okay, so the number one thing is plants need red light, to, like the red... You know how white light is made up of every color of the... Um, prisms of the you know spectrum, right, so red being on the one end and purple violet being on the other end and everything in between. We know that the red light is absolutely essential. Red wavelengths are essential for plants to grow. Oh, right. I mean, all the wavelengths are essential, but red is most essential for photosynthesis to take place. Right. So I guess I, I'm just trying to think. If you put a red glass yeah. and white light goes through the red glass, does that mean you get more red hitting the plants or you get less red? That's what I'm just not sure wow. about.
9: Because I know, like, sunglasses are usually, like, a bluish or greenish tint, Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to emphasize, like, yellow, because then I might burn the plant, Mm -hmm. you know? So I wasn't sure, like, I haven't designed the panels yet, so I just want to know what color to emphasize. I can do any pattern.
3: Yeah. Okay, so you know what? We're going to, I'm not going to give you a definitive on that right now. We're going to, hopefully we have a listener listening right now who's going to have some thoughts to share, and will give us a call, either... In the next few minutes or next week. Okay. And in the meantime, let me uh, see if I can figure something out.
2: Well, what an interesting question Yeah, that it is.
3: Because, yeah. To, to, uh, yeah, I'm just like saying these things off the top of my head. So to really know, to really direct you properly, let, let me... Um, so the bay you're going to have like a bay window, uh, or you've designed a bay window. You want to put stained glass into that window. On the inside of the house, you'll have what would be like a window seat or something like that. And you want plants on that that surface
9: well it's uh, halfway up the wall it's just a bay window oh. for plants and that no so seed even, in it yeah, okay.
3: so even plants but down at the ground
9: one in the kitchen, one in the east uh. facing wall which gets full morning sunlight mm-hmm. and then well it's not exactly a bay it's kind of like a um, garden box
2: window okay. on the yeah. south side okay.
8: All right,
2: Boy, well, good well, question. Boy, a whole bunch of homework for Charlie. That's I know. The, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, interesting. Well, it, it's a what? physiological yeah.
3: question, and you're, it's a good question to ask in advance before mm-hmm. you do anything, so that's great. So leave that with me. It might turn out that the best way to go is to have, depending on the size of glass, you know, how mm. your design's going to work, it may turn out that the best way to design it will be with all the colors because that way you will fulfill the, the plant's needs the white light will filter through all the different shades of glass, thus still achieving the, the all the full spectrum of light on the inside. Okay. But I'll, I'll let you know for sure.
9: Yeah. Well, I was thinking of that in the first place, but then it might look a little busy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Clifford, for
2: the uh, excellent question and one that we'll be uh, looking forward to getting an answer from either today or certainly next week. Um, join us then, would you? Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. 9.50 our time here, and we have to take a little bit of a break, but promise to come back and have a word with Tony uh, calling in about fungus gnats. Ooh, that sounds nasty. (laughs) Gadfrey Daniels. Okay, on with that question with Charlie Dobbin here on the Garden Show from AM740.
1: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: All righty, here we are back with our callers and Ron from Burlington on the line. Hello, Ron, good morning.
7: Hi. Morning. Hi, Charlie. Hi, uh, Frank.
2: Nice to have you with us.
7: Always an interesting program. I've heard uh, Charlie expound from time to time on the benefits of the red wigglers for your compost. Uh-huh. I've been trying to locate some in the burlington
9: Hamilton area
7: and haven't had any luck Okay, so... Maybe you could direct us.
3: Burlington area. Now, I did have a call about this um, not that long ago, and what we recommended was... Do you have access to the internet? Uh, Yes. So what you want to do is go to a website called Kathy's Crawlers. Pass what? Kathy, like the girl's name, the the woman's name, Kathy. C-A-T-H-Y-S. And then crawlers crawlers. Yeah. Kathy's crawlers. And she uh, specializes in shipping red worms all over North America. Oh. And uh, she can get them for you and they, send them to don't you. I burn... Through the garden,
7: center, anything like
3: that. Well, in the Burlington area, I mean, maybe, did you try calling RBG to see if they had? Have... Yes, I did. Oh, I they had no RBG suggestions. Well. Uh Buying red wigglers. The other would be, now this is St. Catharines. is the Natural Insect Control People, NIC. They may sell red wigglers or maybe not. Okay. I have lots of my composters. I know. They're too far away. I know. It's all the way up in, in Richmond Hill, but boy, are they happy. They're just I bet. breeding like crazy. It's a it's perfect. This is Red maybe, Wiggler time.
7: Maybe we could air mail some over to Burlington. Well, I could yeah. bring my
2: flashlight and go uh, hunting on your lawn. Yeah,
3: that's dew worms. That's D- different. Yeah. You know, oh, different.
7: I have it all. You're welcome anytime.
3: Okay. <laughs> But okay. yeah, do I would check out Kathy's crawlers because okay, she's got she's got the access. All right, thanks for your call.
7: Right, bye.
3: Very Bye-bye. good,
2: thank
7: you.
3: Unless anybody who's listening has a suggestion on, uh, yeah, here's so Kathy's Crawley composters. Kathy's Crawley composters, the actual website, kathyscomposters.com. dot Kathy's Composters dot com. Yep. Uh, so home the,
2: of the red wiggler worms. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you. that's where
3: you want to go. Kathy's Crawley Composters. Unless somebody in the Burlington area knows of a local mm-hmm. local who might actually carry such a thing. All so, right.
2: Thanks. Okay. And I think we're onto uh, Tony now uh, on the line about both those fungus gnats.
8: Hello, Tony. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. Good. I have a little sticky problem, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had asked about this before, and we were given the uh, instruction to try to safer sticky sticks. Mm -hmm. We've tried to safer sticky sticks. Mm -hmm. They fill up quite well. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, they fill up with an enormous amount of these little gnats. Yes. (laughs) Now, we have been trying to safer insecticidal soap. Okay. Which we spray and then we put on the sticky sticks, uh-huh. but these little guys don 't seem to die <laughs>
3: okay, so remember this is a sort of a two pronged attack the The fungus gnats, when they 're babies, are little tiny worms or larvae mm-hmm. in the soil
8: okay.
3: eating fungus, then they grow up to be adult flies or mm-hmm. gnats yeah. and start flying around. so the sticky sticks are designed to catch the adults that are flying around prior hopefully that, to them yeah. laying any eggs. But the other part of this control measure is you need to cut way back on your watering. So depending, I guess, on what the plants are, where you've got the fungus gnats, Mm -hmm. uh, some plants you can let them dry down substantially between waterings, thus lowering the amount of fungus in the soil, and the population will naturally drop because there's just less fungus. There'll be fewer fungus gnats because there's less to eat. So that's the other thing. Do not keep the soil constantly moist or you will just, the the cycle will just keep going. Um, You need to have, see, because the fungus grows happily in a moist soil. So you don't want to kill the plant by going too dry, but at the same time you really just have to push the plant to the limit of dryness between waterings so that you can lower the the amount of fungus.
8: Okay. Okay. How much is using a fungicide or anything like that.
3: No, a fungicide is not going to kill the. F- no, okay. it's not going to work. And even the safer soap, if you're going to use soap to try and control this insect, to spray that on the plant. I mean, yeah, you might catch one of the gnats as it's flying and hit it with a little soap and kill it that way. But honestly, you could consider the soap as as a soil drench, yeah. and that may do some annihilation of some yeah. of the larvae as well.
8: So actually, I did do I did do a soil drench last night on the uh, with the safer soap. Okay. So will see how it Okay,
3: goes. don't do it again then. If you did it the once, then just let it be, and of course you're mm-hmm. going to want to flush with clear water sometime today. Okay. Okay.
8: Excellent. Thanks Thank so you, much, Tony.
2: Ron. Yeah, thanks. Hey, we do have time. Uh, oh, Doobie sorry, Dave. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yep. Uh, Dave mistake. Dave is online <laughs> from Orillia. Right. Well, okay. Comment about a leaf blower. I'm uh, dying to find out what this is all about. <laughs> hey, good morning, Dave. Morning. Hello, Dave.
3: Dave, are you hello, there?
2: Hello, Dave, are you there?
3: Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Nope. I can I hear him breathing, but I don't think he can hear us.
2: Uh, hmm. Morning, Dave. Nope, no, Dave. No, Dave. All right. Okay. All right, Well, well thanks
3: anyway. We've tried. <laughs> yeah, we tried. I, we tried. I, I love to happened. hear about leaf blowers because I have things to say about leaf blowers. Oh, you don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. Well, yeah, yeah. they're loud. They're not They're loud.
2: And, yeah, usually starting up about seven o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday morning. When Every you try one sleep. of my
3: neighbors has a leaf blower. And I'm the one who goes out with a broom and sweeps. And they're always saying to me, do you want to borrow my leaf blower? And I go, no, I don't want to borrow your leaf blower. I think it's loud and obnoxious. I'd rather sweep. And they go, yes, but this is so much faster and more efficient. I went, okay, your point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Being. <laughs> I'd
3: rather sweep. You know? and,
2: well, yeah, and, and uh, isn't it better to leave the leaves on on the lawn sometimes? I mean, no, no, really, no. You don't no? want to leave leaves on a lawn. Well, just o- thinking, o- over winter, I guess, oh, is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. But you know,
3: with all that wind, remember that mm-hmm. big wind we oh, yeah, had yeah. last weekend? Everybody had leaves and branches and all kinds of debris all over their lawns and driveways. And that was. Total leaf blower. I am trying to think when was that? Was it last Saturday, last Sunday? That it was. It was a mess. Everybody's the roadways were a mess. You saw branches on the ground. Uh, I went out and swept. All my neighbors went out and leaf blowed.
2: <laughs> leaf blowed, <laughs>
3: <laughs> blowed their leaves, blowed their debris. So uh, yeah, I just swept it up. I mean, it's and and you, I picked up all the branches that were on the lawn, and then the leaves that were on the lawn got chopped up with the lawnmower.
2: Well, there you go. You yeah. know, and use that as mulch. That's Oh, yeah. It's yeah.
3: very good. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Leave the leaves on the lawn when we're yeah. still mowing because that way you just chop them all up and... Adds great organic matter to the soil.
2: There you are. Well, boy, yeah. we, we both have uh, homework to do. I've got to start looking up uh, all sorts of things about uh,
3: Gertrude Jekyll. Uh,
2: Gertrude Jekyll roses. Or yeah. Betty Boop. Be- well, Betty Boop, uh, I just took a look at them online. The only thing is, my wife, die loves solid colors, uh, doesn't so- like the kind of variation colors and all that. And Betty Boop seems to be that. So I'm going uh, to go probably for the Gertrude Jekyll. Okay, yeah. if you must. looks like a...
3: It's <laughs> if pretty. It's a really it looks, sweet looks pink. And a fra- very
2: fragrant. Yeah. Only thing is, I've got to get my, my uh, good friend Candace to come over while we're on holidays to make water, sure... Water Water, yeah. We're going to be taking some uh, time off uh, next month.
3: That's great. I know you're looking forward to that. Oh,
2: boy, am I uh, right. ever... Yeah. Well,
3: you know, you're going to be out in the area of Northumberland. Yeah. And there is... Uh, Northumberland is in bloom on Sunday, June the 24th. Now, I don't know if that's going to work with your holidays, but there are eight enchanting gardens in the Coburg area open for garden touring on that day. Tickets are available at all kinds of different retailers in mm-hmm. Coburg, Port Hope, Baltimore, and Gore's Landing. Uh, for any information, go to the website heartofnorthumberland.ca. This is a fundraiser for the local brothers and sisters, big brothers and sisters very good. organization. So it's a really wonderful uh, cause. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Sherry Lynn. Thanks to our callers. Thanks, Dave. I'll see you all
0: next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.